0: Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia, your host, and if you're new to the show, this podcast is all about creating meaningful connections in a way that aligns with your goals and values while having a great time. I believe that dating can be fun, especially when you have your expectations in check. And that's what today's episode is all about. We're going to get deep into how to stay grounded and take things slow in early dating, which I know is a huge challenge. Real quick, though. If you're having trouble getting dates in the first place and you're listening to this podcast before November 5th, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a one-hour workshop on how to meet people to date in real life. So this is for you if you're tired of the apps or they're not working well, or you just want to improve your skills and create more opportunities when it comes to dating. Yes, being able to approach people in the wild is an amazing skill you can use for life, whether it's for dating or even just making friends. In this virtual workshop, I'm getting into how to approach people, how to be more approachable, and how to start conversations in the wild without being awkward. To sign up, head over to my bio link on Instagram at dating.intentionally and look for the dating IRL workshop link. You can register anytime before the workshop actually happens on November 6th. Oh, and if you can't make the live session, I will be sending out the replay and content to everyone who registers, so you can still get the recording of it. Once again, you can find that link and sign up on my bio on Instagram at dating.intentionally. Also, excuse my voice. I went to the Doja Cat concert last night and I definitely was screaming a lot (laughs) and I'm feeling it today. And it was a great concert. Okay, so for this episode, I'm going to get into what staying grounded in dating even means and what happens when you're not grounded in dating. Then I'm going to get into how to actually slow the process down and stay grounded. And I'm wrapping up this episode with two listener questions at the end. We did it a little differently this time. So if you want me to weigh in on your dating dilemmas on this podcast, you can email me at datingintentionallypod at gmail.com. Being grounded in dating is about staying present and focused on reality without losing sight of your needs, boundaries, and dating goals. Being grounded also helps us go slower in the dating process and giving us the time to check in with ourselves each step of the way so we can make better decisions. It's about letting people show you who they are instead of projecting our fantasies or our fears onto them. At its core, being grounded in dating means being grounded in ourselves. When we have a strong connection to ourselves, we can be our own sense of security and safety in the dating process, which can feel anything but secure most of the time. So here are the issues with not staying grounded in dating. First off, our fantasies and expectations let us down. When we're not grounded, we build people up in our heads as something they're totally not. And one result of that is experiencing more pain when we ultimately realize they're not who we thought they were. And this isn't about someone lying about who they are. It's more about when we just build up who, they, who we want them to be in our minds and they end up not being that person. I've seen this quote a few times on Instagram where it says, my expectations keep hurting my feelings. And I think that rings really true. Having high expectations doesn't align with staying grounded in dating because most times people really can't live up to them. It's taking me years to accept this in therapy, but it's true. When you have expectations of how someone should act, you are really not letting them show you who they are. We also have to stay grounded and keep our expectations in check. Around what the actual process of dating is. At its bare, unromantic bones, dating is just gathering information about someone to decide if you want to keep seeing them. And this is true on the second date, it's still true on the second year of dating someone. You date until you realize you don't want to date them anymore, or you realize you want to keep them around. Everyone is out here looking for that special someone, which is a huge challenge, even without all of the aspects of modern dating that make it even more challenging. Another issue with not being grounded in dating is that you're making decisions based on a fantasy that you've created in your mind or a story you're telling yourself and you're completely ignoring who they actually are. And when you ignore who they are, this can make their actions confusing or incongruent with you know your idea of what they are. It's better to just let people show you their true selves and taking their actions at face value and being grounded in that. Another issue is projecting stuff onto other people. This is particularly true if you've ever experienced something in a past romantic relationship or even a friendship where your trust was broken. When we're not grounded, we can sometimes fall into the trap of projecting past experiences onto the actions and behavior of new people. Or we go into situations automatically expecting to have our trust broken again. And you can see how this is an issue because they are not your ex, right? We have to let people be different and let things play out, even if in the past it let us down really hurtful paths. You know what I mean? Another issue is that we get ahead of ourselves. You have no idea how many times I have to remind people in my DMs on Instagram that the person they've gone out with twice is not their boyfriend and they shouldn't expect boyfriend behavior from them. This usually comes up, it came up a lot in the summer where people were traveling a lot and it's like, we went on three great dates and the connection was really strong, but now they're on vacation and they're not texting me, but I really want them to communicate with me. And it's like, they're not your boyfriend. They don't have to communicate with you. You can also be seeing other people. So it's really important to stay grounded in what is actual, where what stage you're actually in in dating with that person. And finally, an issue with not being grounded in dating is that we can get into relationships that are wrong for us. I talked a little bit about this in the validation episode from two weeks ago. But when we're not grounded, all these fantasies and projections and ways we avoid being in touch with the reality of the situation can lead us into relationships with folks who are just not the right match. So I'm here to tell you how to avoid all this. And here's how to tell if you are not grounded in dating. Here's like a little test for you, okay? If you find yourself fantasizing about the future, you know, like you're on a date and you're thinking ahead about, you know, to like living with this person or getting married. And if someone says something about their themselves or their beliefs and you immediately jump to conclusions and assumptions, you are not being grounded. If you're rushing the connection, so again, expecting that boyfriend behavior from someone you spent a total of 15 hours with, that's how you can tell you're not being grounded. Another thing that happens is filling in the gaps and creating all these stories. So If you're someone who comes up with stories and reasons about why someone isn't texting you, this is not being grounded in dating. Also, analyzing texts and trying to decipher their meaning, it's better to just take things at face value. And I'll talk about that more in a bit. If you obsess over them. So it's nice when someone new is occupying our thoughts, but when it gets to the point where you can't even work or be present with your friends, then it's time to work on grounding yourself. And lastly, ignoring red flags and not considering your deal breakers. This is a big one. If you go on dates and discover any deal breakers or red flags, but you make excuses for them, that is absolutely not being grounded in this dating process. So at this point, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to message me on Instagram at dating.intentionally, If you've had in these behaviors, I know I've done all of these things. So If this is you, don't feel bad. I got you. I'm about to give you some ways to work on staying grounded in dating and slowing things down. All right, let's talk about how to stay grounded. So, in early dating, especially on a first date, remember that people are on their best behavior, usually. Like, typically, you know, if they're trying to Sleep with you, or if they're trying to date you, they might be more affectionate, more or complimentary, or just coming off as a really great person. And just know that their true selves, like their non performative selves, will be revealed as you get to know them. So just don't forget, like, that's one reminder to keep in mind is that people are on their best behavior at first. A second thing, again, super important, I mentioned this earlier, is don't mentally map out your future. So when you're on dates, stay as present as you can. Don't project things they say or do in the future. Don't imagine what it would be like if you were living together, traveling together, getting married, whatever. Focus on what's happening in the moment and how you feel in the moment. With my ex, I used to fantasize about him proposing to me, and this was probably two to three years into dating. Meanwhile, the reality was that we had never talked about engagement. We were so not on the same page. I made the relationship even more painful for me to be in by fantasizing about something we had never even talked about doing. So again, bring it back to the reality. And you know, it's it's important to enjoy where you are now in these early stages of relationships. Every stage is unique in its own way. So you don't want to miss out by just living in the future mentally. All right. If you want to stay grounded in dating, it's so important to remember that you barely know them. You have to keep in mind that in most dating situations, you don't really know who they are. You know, this is mostly for app dating and, you know, meeting people in the wild. This doesn't apply as much to relationships that start with a friend or a work colleague. Um, But even then, you don't know them as well in a romantic context. So when you feel yourself fantasizing, remind yourself how long you've actually known them. Even if you feel like you're best friends after a month of dating, remember that it takes time to build true, lasting intimacy. Okay. So this is kind of a, I guess a controversial one is waiting to have sex. I recognize there are many different definitions of what sex is and what it isn't. I'm really referring to heterosexual penetrative sex here. So, but I want you to apply this tip to whatever sex means to you. And I can only say wait to have sex because I've seen this so many times. I've experienced this myself that when you have sex with someone early on, like within the first few weeks of getting to know someone, it can it makes it even more challenging to make an emotional connection. And I actually have a whole episode on this. It's called How to Navigate Sex in Early Stage Dating. So if you want to scroll back, you can find it. When it comes to staying grounded in dating, it just, it's just going to be easier to get to know someone, who they are, and their character, and if the interest is mutual before jumping into bed with them. I can speak from experience that having sex with someone does not make them more interested in you if they're already not really feeling it. You know what I mean? And same, it goes both ways. Like You're not going to feel more interested in someone that you are lukewarm about after having sex with them. So if you want to stay grounded... Just wait until you know you are interested in them and you know your dating goals align. All right, super important, but enforcing your boundaries. So part of saying grounded in dating is knowing where your boundaries are and enforcing them as needed, especially in early dating because you can also see how they react to this. As a reminder, boundaries are reactive, not proactive. Meaning, you don't need to speak up and state your boundaries until they're at risk of being violated. Like, you don't have to say, I don't sleep with people on the first date before they've even said a word to you. You only need to say it if they invite you back to their place or make a move. Does that make sense? So, as you're dating and getting to know someone, you definitely want to call it off when you discover a deal breaker. Deal breakers are there for a reason. So, staying grounded means you're not dating for potential. If you run into a deal breaker, Don't assume they'll change and don't make excuses for them. Deal breakers, if you run into them, it means you've got to call it off. Same with red flags. If something comes up that's a red flag, you can address it by getting clarity before making a decision. Like if they said something that might be a red flag, you can ask them to clarify like, what did you mean by that? Or can you tell me more about that? Then you can decide if it's a true red flag or a sign that you should walk away, but don't ignore these things. Address them and take action on them. Also, in early dating, you want to lower the stakes, especially on those first, second, and third dates. Don't forget that you're not going to know if they're the one on the first date. I think people who say they knew their spouse was the one on the first date are a little delusional. Maybe in hindsight, it's clear, but come on, on the first date, it can go either way. It helps a lot to lower the stakes and just remove all the expectation, like I was saying earlier don't be attached to the outcome. This is key in staying grounded in early dating. And remember that rejection is is just redirection, right? I have a whole episode on how to handle rejection and that's part of it. But like, if you get rejected, it it's okay. Like, There are plenty of people out there and I definitely recommend that you go listen to, I think it's my, the first or second episode I ever did in this podcast is how to handle rejection and dating. I go into it way more, but part of being grounded is accepting that rejection is part of the process and doesn't mean that you are not dateable because spoiler alert, you are dateable this is like the only rule i have for dating and it is keep asking yourself if you like them it helps you stay grounded you know you got to keep the focus on if you like them when you find yourself questioning their behavior or wondering if they're even interested flip it around and ask yourself do i like how this is making me feel do i like their behavior do i like them as a person these are the things that you want to keep coming back to to stay grounded in dating all right two more keep the pace slow so this looks like not seeing each other every day and not texting all day every day it's so easy to get carried away in the whirlwind of early dating in a new you know if a new relationship or fling kicks off with a ton of texting or you're seeing them pretty much every day But you can control the pace and slow it down by not allowing that to happen. One way to never allow this to happen is just to never cancel plans with friends or anyone else to make time for a date if you know you tend to be the kind of person who will let a new relationship take over. Like keep those plans, stay busy, remember that you have a whole life to keep track of and to be a part of and that this person isn't, you know, your whole life. And finally, date multiple people. I have a whole episode on dating multiple people, which you can check out, but it does help you stay grounded in dating. It helps you internalize abundance that there are many people out there to date, helps you avoid falling in love. Another way to stay grounded in dating that might not apply to everyone, but it can definitely help a lot of different people is dating multiple people. It helps you internalize abundance, you know, the fact that there are many people out there to date. And it helps you avoid falling for any one person too fast in the early stages of dating. And it makes rejection sting a little less because when you have multiple irons in the fire, if one of them, you know, disappears, you just feel a little bit better. I have a whole episode on dating multiple people. It's called The Case for Dating Multiple People. You can scroll back and find that one too. It's definitely one of my more popular episodes. And finally, I want you to remember that you are a whole ass person. Like I said earlier, staying grounded means you have a strong connection to yourself. It's about knowing that no matter what happens, you'll be okay. This strong connection to yourself makes navigating the unstable process of early dating a lot easier. You're a whole person with or without a partner. You don't need a partner to complete you. And your relationship status has nothing to do with your value as a person. You are already a complete person. So Staying grounded looks like keeping this in mind because someone else being interested in you literally has nothing to do with your self-worth. When you feel yourself losing grip on reality because you want to be liked, please remember this. If nothing else from this episode, you don't need a relationship or someone's interest in you to make you whole. All right. So I know that was a lot. I would love to hear from you at this point. You can DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally, what was your biggest takeaway from this because I'm just really curious to know how this podcast is helping you you know this is staying grounded in dating is one thing I really had to learn in my journey and it really helped me just be true to myself and my needs and find someone who will meet them Okay. So now I want to shift gears here and get into two listener emails. Again, if you want me to address your dating dilemma on a, on one of these podcast episodes, you can email me. It's dating pod at gmail.com. All right, here goes the first one. Hey, Talia. Thanks for all your great advice. It's been really helpful in changing my mindset and dating your next pod topic. Staying grounded in dating is probably my biggest challenge. I've been single for over a decade and I'm longing for a relationship and it makes it hard not to start fantasizing and want things to proceed quickly when things look good. I've been dating a wonderful guy now nearly for two months with some space in between due to work. He has already made plans for us to go out and eat on my birthday in December and he talks about other things like what he wants to do in the next few months. So at least I know he wants to stay around for a while. And he knows I want a serious relationship. He's secure, kind, and affectionate, but we haven't talked much about feelings. We agreed to take things slowly a while back, but now I'm starting to get anxious for some reassurance about how what he feels. I probably have an anxious attachment style, and when I'm not with him, I go around being afraid he'll start he'll start to lose interest soon. How can I change my mindset in this situation? Also, I like for us to talk more about our feelings so that we can get closer and create an emotional bond what would be a good way to approach this? And when is it reasonable to expect going from dating to a relationship? How do I stay grounded at this point in dating? Well, thank you so much for this email. Thank you for your honesty. And I think what you're feeling is so normal and valid. This part of dating where you've been seeing someone for a while and you know it's headed towards a relationship, you ha- you're you not quite defined yet. It's, it's so, so tough. So I do have a few tips to build more of that emotional intimacy you're craving, I definitely suggest the idea of doing the 36 love questions. You can just Google 36 love questions. They appear in many different articles online for free. Johnny and I did these early on and I was definitely more into it than him, but he went along with it. We didn't do all 36 at once. We pulled them up, you know, once every few weeks on a date and did a few at a time. These questions are great because They'll get each of you to talk about more intimate topics and learn more about each other, but like you don't have to come up with the topics yourself. And it's kind of more, it almost feels like a game, right? Because it's like, here's a list of questions. You can also try a question card deck. There are so many online to choose from. Two people that come to mind who I know have their own decks for conversations are Liz Moody and Esther Perel. So you can go find their decks and see if they're the kind of thing that you want to do with your person. I'm also a big advocate for leading by example. So if you want him to share more about his feelings, you do it first. It's easier for other people to be open and vulnerable around you when you lead the way. So next time you go on a date or you have a private moment together, you can say, hey, I really like getting to know you and I have feelings for you. And I love to know if you are experiencing the same. So your other question was, when is it reasonable to expect the transition from dating to a relationship? Look, there are no set rules for this. I do think anywhere between 4 to 12 weeks of dating is pretty average, depending on how often you see each other. This could be a good conversation to have with him. You know, you can you can talk about this as a concept, right? Ask him, "When do you see yourself going from dating to a relationship with someone?" You can ask him about his past, like when like in your past relationships, when did things transition from casual to more serious and ask him what he thinks is reasonable. You can share what you think is reasonable too. Another approach idea is more direct. You can just be like, I want to start calling you my boyfriend now. What do you think? Sometimes being direct really works, especially with guys. And then you also asked about how to change your mindset in the situation. I do think like when you lean anxious, it's really important to focus on what they are doing and how they are showing you affection instead of focusing on what's missing. That is key. That helps so much. So when you feel yourself getting worried and anxious, you can write a list in your phone. You can have a mental list of all the things they've done in the past couple of days or the last couple of weeks to show you that they are there for you. Thanks again for this email. I hope this helps anyone who's listening, you know, with this in this situation. I feel like it's a pretty common one. Okay. So here's the second email. Hey, Talia, I went through a traumatic breakup four months ago and rubbed some salt on the wound with a short rebound from an app. I haven't been single for 15 years and have Never dated conventionally, so I'm taking a break to be alone and get therapy. But I'm 31, female, and do want a family, so I'm feeling both rushed and terrified. The thought of dating again scares me, and the plan is to only start once the worst of the panic is past. I wonder what a reasonable time frame could look like to get in the pool. They say a rough rule is to wait one month for every year of the relationship. Is there really any way to tell when you're ready to date again? Another great email and very, very common... I really relate to that feeling of having FOMO or feeling societal pressure, just like family pressure, biological pressure to date. And it is really a shame that so many of us are affected by this because it can screw with our dating approach, you know? I am really glad that you are in therapy and taking time to yourself. And I'm sorry you've had some rough situations in dating. I believe you can bounce back and and kind of rewrite these experiences and have some positive ones. I think the longer you wait, the scarier it becomes. So I'm a big believer in ripping the band-aid off because the only way to know if you're ready is to do it. I think the best approach here would be to go on a date and see how it feels. You can actually use my nine essential post-date questions, which you can find in my bio link on Instagram at dating.intentionally to reflect on dates and see how you're feeling, right? I also hope this episode helps You with lowering the stakes because that's key here. A date is just a date. You're not going to trip and fall into another relationship, you know? And if you feel good about it, like if you're having fun, if it's not giving you too much anxiety or getting in the way of your daily life, keep going. But if it's adding a lot of stress to your day to day life, then I would go back to taking a break. So, really, I'm saying like, go on a date, see what happens. You don't have to keep dating if it causes you a ton of anxiety. I get the FOMO and the pressure, like ideally you date because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. So if you feel like you have to, and I want to remind you that there is so much more to life than dating and relationships. If you feel like you're dating because you have to and not because you want to, I recommend continuing your break and focusing on things in life that will bring you joy. Then come back to dating when it feels like something you genuinely want to do. You're doing great. Again, thanks for this email. I hope my answer helped. And I would love to hear from you if you jump back into dating. Let me know how it goes. And on that note, I'd love to hear from any of you listening. What's something you took away from this episode? DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps you make this podcast as helpful as possible. I'll catch you next time.